If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. And tonight we are talking about Hockey Canada. Have you heard about Hockey Canada? It's the organization between hockey and, behind hockey in Canada. Amateur hockey. And have you heard about all the the bad things? Um, I don't live under a rock. Close, but not underneath it. I just hide behind it sometimes. You hide behind it. And that rock is called your wife. Yes. <laughs> Honey, I need an adult. Uh, but have you actually, have you actually like... I've heard that basically um, there's been sexual abuse scandals, um, which is not surprising. Anyone who has been involved in like anywhere around hockey players and the hazing and that sort of stuff that's gone on. and Cub Scouts, Catholic Church, any kind of large group of people with children... Bad things happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't know any of the, I don't know any specifics really, but I know that there's, there was been a bunch of scandals and finally. They were uh, paying the legal fees for the. Uh, they had a hush fund. Oh, so were they paying off people too? Yeah, they were paying off people. So, so basically, so hush money was actually paying off people who got. Basically, they, they, they were, they were settling, they were settling out of court. So that to keep it out of the public eye, but the money they were using was from all the regular people all across Canada paying their dues or fees or whatever it is. Where else do, do they get money from? Yeah, but that money's not meant for that. Um, it's money from the, for the organization, and they've got money earmarked for legal fees and that sort of stuff. Money's once you pay money into an organization, it goes into the general coffers and gets used for everything that the organization uses money for. I was under the understanding. That at least some of the ways they were using money for this, the hush money or the legal fees, whatever they're doing, was actually not what that money was meant to be used for or some of the monies they have. So that there was a little bit of uh, finagling and diddling the numbers. I think it's just ba- basically all it comes down to is they were paying people to, to keep quiet, to um, sort of keep the lid on things. So it was, basically it was a cover up. Um, it was, it was, they were trying, they weren't to, publicly saying that, oh, we're going to use these funds to pay for these things. And well, that would, that would, um, if they publicly said, we're paying off the people who come forward with claims of sexual abuse, that kind of, um, counter, uh, the purpose of paying off these people to keep things silent. <laughs> so of course they're not going to come out and say, Hey, this, this, this is our hush fund. No, but I mean, they, they would say like, oh, we're settling out of court. Because it's cheaper, it's less legal fees, it's cheaper to settle out of court, and these people have, you know, claims with proof, and our lawyers reviewed and said, under legal advice, we should settle, it's cheaper, then that's actually a good financial decision. Yes, but the problem isn't so much that they were settling out of court, that they were putting conditions around the settlements that the people can speak about it. Oh, so they had like NDAs and stuff. If you yes. Get, if you get money... That's why it's called a hush fund. Hmm... It's sort of like the Trump and Stormy Daniels saga. Yeah, I'm not really well read on the Trump and Stormy Daniels. Yeah, it's a she, basically she's a porn star that uh, Trump paid to keep quiet. Is that true or is that alleged? That's true. That's just true. Okay, keep quiet about what? Sexual stuff. I thought porn when stars he was, when were he was paid mar- to do sexual stuff. 
when he was married. Oh, so he and this porn star had an affair, consensual, and then she was like, guess what? Well, not all of it was totally consensual, apparently. But we don't know the whole story because... Hush fund. Yes. But no. there, there, there has been other stuff that has come out. She, she's there was a lawsuit against him recently, and yeah, it's it's difficult with like rich, powerful white people because they do get their share of nonsense lawsuits. But then, how do you separate the liars from the legitimate lawsuits? It's tricky. That, that's what the courts are for. So I'm an idiot, by the way. I was so excited tonight about having Japanese chocolate chip cookies. I have had these for like a few months from our care package from our friend in Japan. They are grilled sesame rice crackers. But the the picture looks a hell of a lot like some sort of Japanese chocolate chip cookie. Yes, it does if you had, you know, um if you're an idiot. If you're if you had microscopic uh near microscopic chocolate chips. Tiny chocolate chips are fine. You can have tiny there you can buy mini chocolate chips. They have them at the store. Every store sells them. They're on Amazon. Poppy seed sized? Well, you can't tell scale on packaging. I thought maybe they'd be bigger. I don't know. I could have read the words that say grilled sesame seed rice crackers. I didn't read those. I also opened the box of my children. They're like, yay, things from Japan. So stuff kind of gets, hey, cookies, neat. What's next? So I'm going to open these and we're going to try them. Okay. I thought they were chocolate chip cookies and I'm kind of disappointed. And oh, what are you drinking? Um, you brought me a boomstick. Boomstick from Newfoundland. I'm like, is that a reference to? Uh, uh, I've just dropped it on my head. What's that thing called? The this is my boomstick. The World um, of Warcraft. No, no, it's uh the World of Warcraft. Boomstick. Evil is... Dead. Yes. Yeah, Evil but Dead. boomstick was also in hey, the this, the World of Warcraft. This movie. is be- this is before Warcraft even existed. My boomstick. This is my boomstick, and that's where they used they got it from. Well, it's it belongs to pop culture now. Yes. Anyway, so it's a wild bologna IPA. I'm like wild like bologna, like like yes, maple yes. leaf bologna. Yes. Um. So I'm assuming you like weird IPAs, Richard. Yes. I know you I'm do. assuming it's slightly salty, and yeah, Army of Darkness. That's the movie. Army of Darkness. So if this tastes like bologna, bologna. Um, then I'll be disappointed. Though a slightly salty, smoky IPA would be interesting. It would. But anyway, when I saw the wild Bologna IPA at a um, liquor store express in western Newfoundland, I knew I was bringing that home to you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So to change topics, um, uh, my daughter called just recently because um, she drove home from uh, visiting on Thanksgiving weekend. And she called on the, on the way home to say, what does it mean when people come up behind you and flash their lights? I'm like, probably you've got your your uh, running lights on, not your headlights. And that's what it was. Um, but when she was trying to figure out how to turn the headlights on, because she hasn't driven that car in the dark very often, um, she turned on the overhead light. And she was only like, she was already almost home at that point. So... She forgot to turn it off. And so her battery died. Oh, because it's an older car that doesn't automatically turn off all the lights after yes. 20 minutes. Yes. Right. And so um, she had promised some friends a ride home and to pick them up after, you know, and so she, and so she called me in a bit of a panic. Um, and I had given her a little uh, 
like battery charger back little thing? boost booster little booster bat little battery booster oh just to get the um, uh, it's just a, it's just a um i have one too you buy them anywhere yeah it's i borrowed it, yours before i needed it yeah and then i went and bought my own and it turns out that we forgot that she forgot to or we forgot to pack the uh actual charger cable cable part of it so I need she was a power try- cable and so she's trying to figure out how to get it work um they don't sell power cables just for those and so you gotta buy the whole yeah and they're like 150 bucks if, or 200 bucks you know they're not right. cheap um so i bought her a i used amazon yesterday and i bought her a battery charger on amazon got it shipped to her place and so she calls me this this afternoon saying um it's just giving me an error when i hook it up to the battery base it, it's so it's like either it's not making a proper connection i'm like i bet it's because your battery is so flat that it's not giving enough voltage for the uh, battery charger to recognize the battery. And this is so that you don't char- use a 12-volt vo- battery charger to charge like a 6-volt battery. If the battery's below a certain right. voltage. So what I recommended she do was... Uh, first, you know, make sure it's not, it's, that, it's not that there's some drain on the battery with, you know, something still on in the car and you don't know it because the car's dead. Um, so she disconnected the battery and when she did that, she dropped... One of the nuts from the battery from the battery post Ew. into the engine bay. Oh, so there's a little nut rattling around somewhere in there. Yes, it also means she can't tighten her battery. However, the other thing was is that when we did that, it's, and so I talked her through that, and when she tried, it still erred. So I suggested she take go and um, take a couple batteries, like just regular batteries. She so she went down and. Uh, Use them to get the to trick the battery charger into thinking that there's enough voltage. Oh, so, so you put a couple of regular batteries into the mix. Yeah. So what she did is she went down to the corner store, which is just down the street from her. She bought two nine volt batteries. Right. And then with tape and duct with tape and uh, aluminum foil, she taped them all together. Taped them together um, and in series. And then she uh, took aluminum foil leads to the battery terminals. Yes. And then she put the charger on it, and it was enough to get the. Uh, Battery charger to re- recognize the battery. And charge it. And start charging it. That is a fun bit of MacGyverism there. Yes. I like that. That's good. I like that you talked to your daughter through it. I like that your daughter had no fear on how to uh, MacGyver her car back to life with her dad's advice. Well, and dinner was just ready when um, she picked up the batteries, so I just left her at that point and said, figure it out. You can, you can muck around with the nuts and make it go. Well, it's now for the other for the nut thing. She'll probably she's going to have to buy the nut, so uh, she'll have to take the other one off, which will be, I believe they're eight millimeter, but it's getting the threading right. Oh yeah, go down to the hardware store and say if I need one of these. Take the other nut, go down. Yeah, find some old gray-haired man. I need another one of these, sir. Yep. There you go, and then buy two because you'll lose another one. And then they're cheap. They're like yeah. Anyway, so you want to try a grilled sesame rice cracker? Not really, but I will. They're not great. Well, it's a dried sesame rice cracker. Um, not a little mini Japanese chocolate cookie like I was hoping for. They do kind of look like um, toy uh, chocolate chip cookies. Like from a Playmobil, Playmobil set or something like that. They're incredibly crunchy. Yes, they are. They taste about like what you'd expect. But you can't bite them with your front teeth. Not a bite again. No. Don't do that. I don't want your, like, bite stuff. <laughs> I don't want your COVID. Oh, I thought you were going to give them the chickens. 
No, no, no. I'll bring them home and and get your kids all excited about having a chocolate chip, a Japanese chocolate chip. I might cookie. do it as a prank on my son. Yeah, have a Japanese chocolate chip cookie. That's what chocolate t- chocolate chips taste like in J- Japan. They actually have really nice chocolate in Japan. I know. We got a really nice little fancy box of chocolate one year from Japan. It was um quite nice. Man, they're really sticking your teeth too. Holy moly! Well, well, those are terrible. I should have brought more Kit Kats, but I didn't. So, how was the beer though? The beer is good. Describe this boomstick bologna IPA. So it's a hazy IPA, um, which, or I've also heard it termed as a lazy IPA. It means it's not filtered. Um, it's got a lot of hop haze in it. Breweries, uh, the craft breweries like this, like this style because it's hard to make it bad because you got lots of hops to mask any off flavors, lots of alcohol, and uh, what's the percentage? It's six point eight. Yeah, six point eight. Six point eight. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's a strong beer. Mm-hmm. And it's hazy, you know, so you don't have to worry about clearing. You know, it's kind of lazy, hazy IPA. But it's well balanced, so it doesn't taste uh, like I've had some where it basically it's so on the uh, bitter side that there there's no sweetness to balance it out. So it's kind of like drinking grapefruit juice in the balance, but not quite as sweet. Not exactly winning over the uh, listeners here. Seven percent grapefruit juice. Yeah, it's got that a- after bitterness, but it's right. nice and smooth. Um, kind of fruity. Interesting. So, what should we talk about? What else is in the news of the world? I've been watching She-Hulk. It's a pretty good series. I like it. And anyone who says they don't like it, well, I like it. It's a good series. Like, it's not like the best thing I've ever seen, but it's a good, fun series. Yeah, no, I've been uh, I've I've been watching it as well, and I like the fact that the writers seem to actually be reading the internet, and it's basically they they have um, directly uh, called out some of the criticisms against it in the show. In the show, but the show was already done before a lot of the criticisms came out, so I think it's or they were anticipating what was yeah, going to happen. I think they're anticipating. The thing is, though, yeah, the thing, the thing is, though, is that. It it has been like a breaking the fourth wall, but not like an over the top Ryan Ryan Reynolds kind of way. It's been kind of a breaking the fourth wall, kind of joking at itself as a series. A lot of the criticism is kind of garbage criticism. It's like, well, I don't like this, but it's not for you. <laughs> Done. Who cares? I like it. I'm a, I'm a hardcore fan of Marvel and speculative fiction. Marvel's yeah. the best. I like Marvel better than DC. And I know if any nerds listen to this, they'll send me a comment I won't read. But uh, I think it is. If you think about all the actual heroes, I think the Marvel ones are, on the whole, better than the DC ones. Like, Superman's too good. Where's his darkness? Uh, Let's see. There's plenty of DC uh, series where Superman goes off the deep side. That's like the Bizarro World or Evil Superman. No, when does no, regular you, Superman actually? Super, regular Superman um, cracks up numerous times. Um, basically, it's the he's only got, in the comics, though. Never in like a film or TV show. He's uh, yeah, he has not watched the uh, the latest uh, DC movies, the Jack Snyder cut. Um, Zach, Zach, Zach Snyder. Yeah, of what film? Um, Justice League. 
Is that the one where like it's zombie Superman who's brought? No, back no, no. Life? That's that's Marvel. That, that's a, that's DC Zombies series. And um, no, but he, but he is though, because like Lex Luthor brings him, or no, the spaceship Lex Luthor uses to make the big. Okay, bad he's thing. not. He's still not a zombie in that case. But basically, he's um, he's been treated as a god for so long that he gets, goes to his head. In the Justice League, the, with Aquaman and Wonder yes. Woman, there was an extended cut of that. Yes, um, well, there's, a direct, there's an actual director's cut before Warner Brothers had gone and uh, castrated it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I do feel like th- that's kind of what happens with mainstream DC. It always becomes very, um, I don't want to say Mickey Mouse because Mickey Mouse owns Marvel, but it, it, it always kind of gets dumbed down to the lowest common denominator. As in, and the Wonder Woman movies were good. I did like those. Yeah, they were fun. Oh, this first one was really well. The first one was really good, but this- the, the second one was just like. I'd was, like to see more of this, and I did. Yes, uh, that's it. Uh, I would agree that the second one was not as... But then again, the same thing you could say, say with Iron Man is the second Iron Man was not as good as the first Iron Man. Unlike the second the, one? Or no, the, the second th- Iron Man was great. the third one? one, of the, the, one third Man was, um, I I, I was, was... the third Iron Man was... I don't remember. I can't remember. Was I want to see more of this. You know, interesting fun fact about the post-work on the third Iron Man, um, after like his place is blown up and he goes back there to collect the robot at the end... That wasn't him. That wasn't um, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. hurt himself filming something else. So they actually CGI'd his face acting that scene out. But the guy standing there walking and moving with the keys and the robot on the the um, trailer behind the vehicle, that was actually his stunt double. Because they just needed to film it with the background and like the ocean or whatever. And he couldn't do it because he was injured. So like, okay, we'll get stunt double and we'll just pay to CGI his like head. On the stunt, stunt double's head. And it all kind of worked out. Yeah, so I have to admit that the... Um, it's not so much that DC sucks. It's more that Warner Brothers sucks. Yeah, so I recently read Mel Brooks's autobiography, which he published a few years ago. I'm not sure what year it was. It was before his best friend died. Um, what's his name? Carl Reiner. Before Carl Reiner uh, passed away. But anyway, Mel uh, Brooks... He said that whenever executives want to tell you how to make a movie or about cuts, you know, they do those screenings of movies, what people like and not like, how they tweak the movie for the audience and release. And what he said was, never, ever do what they actually say, but tell them you will, because they don't remember. Because they'll get a great big huff. He has said when he did um, Blazing Saddles, his first big, huge, you know, comedic film, the guy was like, you can't have the N-word. No, N-word. What were you thinking? I'm so sorry. You got, he had like a yellow legal pad. And it's like, oh, you, can, you can't do this and you can't say that. And you can't do this with the horses. And okay, and, and, and so many things were cut. There wouldn't even be a movie left. But this executive, you know, in the 1960s was so upset. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, sir. Oh, I know what we were thinking. I'm so sorry, sir. And Mel Brooks just wrote this big list. Well, we'll take care of it right away. He changed nothing. They released it. It was a huge hit. And then, of course, once it becomes a huge hit and it makes huge money, all the executives get very quiet about what they didn't like about the movie. And he said he did this again and again with everything. He always kept doing that. So, yeah. So maybe uh, Warner Brothers need to stop ruining their own movies. Yeah, I was looking for a Flash movie, but then the guy who played Flash uh, went a bit bonkers, I guess. Is that the right word? Bonkers? Uh, apparently, he always has been. It's not that he went... It's just that he was an up-and-coming star, and so his bad behavior got sucked under the ca- carpet until he, As he made kidnapped more money, someone. Who did he kidnap? He kidnapped someone? Yes, his underage girlfriend. 
Oh, it's one of those things. Aerosmith did that legally. I think we did that in an episode, didn't we? Possibly. Uh, as the story goes, Aerosmith convinced some guy to let him be the guardian for his 14-year-old daughter who was dating Aerosmith when he was like maybe in his early 20s, touring. So this 14-year-old 14 year girl, if I remember correctly, could go with him on tour as his girlfriend, fiance, I don't know what it was. Girlfriend, fiance, child? Yeah, <laughs> very. I was going to say this, you know. Of course, you know, he was just he was just following, um, you know, the king's uh, example. The king, which king? Elvis. Yeah, when you look at a lot of these like famous people from the mid twentieth century, a lot of these guys had really young wives and girlfriends. Like so young, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Charlie Chaplin. Well, he was a pedophile, a well-known pedophile. Apparently, I don't know how young his wife was. Uh, but apparently he was a pedophile. That's kind of sad because, like, I, I got I married like, when he was. I want to. He was past retirement age for sure. Um, I think she was eighteen at the time when they got married, which means that they were seeing each other before then. And then they had uh, fourteen kids. So he was like in his late sixties, early seventies. I think he was eighty-four or something like that when he had his last kid. I don't know. I mean, there's a certain amount of respect if you can like be successful enough. To marry an 18-year-old when you're in your late 60s and then father 14 children? I mean, 14 children? It sounds like they had a relationship. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely had a relationship. Yeah. I guess it worked. I mean, you know, women say a guy with a sense of humor is very important. I guess it worked. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, this is on the Joe – I don't actually know for sure, but there was a Joe Rogan show they're talking about. It. Apparently, Charlie Chaplin was actually a pedophile, but no one really seemed to care because it was like the 1920s. Yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't heard anything. Um, I have not fact-checked this. Yes. It was on Joe Rogan. It's all Joe Rogan's fault. So um, there is a lot of maligning of people that happens unsubstantiated just because people like to throw stones. Um, But but apparently he did often. um, I don't know if it was like a... And the question, you have to be careful because there's a difference between an abophile and a pedophile. Don't hit the table. Uh, Don't hit the table. (laughs) My Lenny Bruce impression. Don't hit the table. Uh, An abophile is someone who likes young teenagers. Post-puberty. A pedophile um, is someone who likes likes children pre-puberty. Right. So so basically what, what we don't know, Charlie Chaplin... Like, like people say, like, like casually, oh yeah, he was actually a pedophile. But does that just mean that when he was like in his thirties, he was dating sixteen-year-olds, or was it you know worse? Because sixteen-year-olds, I feel like when you're sixteen, you can kind of make bad decisions on your own. So, and the, there's a, there's a real psychologically, there's a difference between someone who likes sixteen-year-olds and someone who likes ten-year-olds. Yes, that that's a world of difference. Yes, and. I really find this is something that this is a personal pet peeve of mine is when people use a stronger language than is warranted for emotional effect. So calling someone who um, is dating a teenager, a pedophile is inaccurate, is inaccurate. And it actually weakens the argument against pedophilia. That's an interesting take. Thank you so much for listening. And the beer was by again. The crackers were, we're not. not. We're not. We're not. All right. Have a good night, everyone. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Anchorman. Oh.
<laughs> Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. <laughs> Woof.